It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need to visit rockauto.com, tell them Locked On sent you what's on the show today we will be talking about the avalanche getting back on the ice in some capacity uh, a lot of people seem to be excited about that me not so much i've talked about it before but we'll kind of dive into it a little bit adrian dater over at coloradohockeynow.com kind of did his own reconnaissance missions and thinks that kale mccarr should win the Calder Trophy. I think we all kind of agree with him, but we'll kind of uh, talk about what he what he kind of uncovered. And a kind of a fun thing that we are going to do over the next few episodes. And I figured the Avalanche, the, the well, the Lockdown Avalanche podcast is a person. It's not just me, but it's a people. It's a collective people. And it needs a favorite player. It needs someone to root for. So I've created a bracket-style playoff scenario with certain players on it, and each day we're going to vote. And at the end, the Avalanche, the Lockdown Avalanche podcast will have its player that they can say, we are supporting you, come hell or high water. You can do no wrong. And that's what we're going to do at the end of it. So first things first, follow the show on social media platforms, Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche. And send questions, comments, concerns, opinions. If you want to be in the Fandom Friday segment, send all that to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. So, like I said, we will be kind of talking about the Avalanche are back on the ice. Are people excited about that? Yeah, they are. uh, Because... Let's face it, they have not had really anything to go on for a couple months now. And just just this little bit, just getting six guys on uh, on ice, and they can't do much. They can skate around. They can maybe do some drills with each other. Coaches can't be there. The media can't. I think, I think the media can be there, but they have to be up in the press box. They can't be in the locker rooms. And people are going nuts. <laughs> and, and it kind of makes me shake my head. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And is it exciting? Sure. It's exciting to see that. But, I mean, you, you scroll through Twitter and it's like, they're, they're just losing their minds, some people. And I think it's just a little bit too much right now. And there's a couple reasons for that. One is it, it's six guys on the ice. 
not much more than that. And, and that's where, you know, some people are just like, I don't care. It's hockey. It's the first step. Yes. That's all well and good, but I still need, I still need more. I still need more than I still need full practices. I still need, you know, in, in full gear, hitting coaches, there, coaches on the ice, you know, doing, doing a full scale practice. This is nothing more than just dudes skating around on ice like I do on a Saturday afternoon. Um, but the other part of it is we're still not in the clear. And that's the part that scares me is this is step one. We know what step two is or what is a step? You know, This is phase two technically and phase three. We have a date for phase three. But we still have a ways to go before we get there. And if we can get to phase three and we get back on the ice, then that is, uh, you know, that's more meat on the bone type of stuff. And that's where I can get excited. But I think Gary Bettman came out and said that half the players aren't even in their cities yet. So they're still working on that stuff. Canada has just approved the three cities that want to be hub cities in Edmonton, Toronto, and Vancouver. And the Canadian government has granted them the okay to do that because Canada is still treating this very seriously, like, you know, most countries are. And they said they are comfortable moving forward with the NHL bringing the playoffs to one of those three cities. Because right now, Canada still is doing the mandatory 14-day quarantine for anybody entering Canada. And it's amazing how that can go away if the NHL wants to come to town and take over one of your cities. Canadian government just seems to, to just say, oh yeah, no, that is completely fine. Come right in. <laughs> maybe, maybe not to that extreme, but you know what I mean. Um, so there, there's that. There's Canadian government saying it's okay, and the reason they need to say it's okay is because they still have procedures in place where it's not okay. And they're still doing the 14-day quarantine for anybody that comes in. So uh, as far as the NHL players go, are they eliminating that? Seems like they are. And it seems like things will, will, again, be in place for players to come in and do what they need to do doesn't matter really what city, whatever cities get the, to be the ho- hub cities, it seems to be all systems go. But it's, you know, this this episode comes out on the 17th of June. Phase three doesn't come out until July 12th. So there, that that's why to me it's just like, sure, is it exciting that we got something as as little and menial as as what phase two is? Sure. It's meaningful. Is it a reason for me to get jumping out of my seat excited? I'm not there yet. And the Avalanche put up some images on their social media page, on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I believe. And people are losing their minds. And it's Grubauer stretching at uh, Center Ice, which he does hundreds of times throughout the year. And... I don't know. Tell me where I'm missing the boat here. <clears throat> Am I just being like Debbie Downer on this or 
are you kind of with me? And it's like, all right, I want to get to the next step. When we get to the next step, then I'll get excited. But for this, uh, we got the okay to have very small time practice. If you can even call it practice. Uh, so sure. It's, it, you know, it's, it's good to hear the sounds and, you know, hear, hear the skates on the ice and the pucks ringing off the posts and everything. Okay. But to me that, that kind of, I mean, I don't know if that's like a nostalgic factor, but that just kind of goes away pretty quickly, but we'll get there sooner or later. But where you guys need to go is rockauto.com. I am really not a car guy, but I do love my car. Actually, I have a truck, uh, and I do want to take care of it whenever I can. I don't know how to fix it from top to bottom, but if I can look up a YouTube video on how to do it, uh, I typically can walk me through it. But where to get the parts is rockauto.com. They have amazing selection. You should see their website reliably low prices, all the parts you could ever need for your car. Trust me on that. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. All right. So Adrian Dater from ColoradoHockeyNow.com put up a, a quick story on Kale McCarr and how he is likely to win the Calder. And, you know, if being an Avalanche fan, you can read that and you can kind of just say, well, Duh. Uh, if you're a Canucks fan, you could read that and say, where's your proof? And while Dater doesn't come out and have hard evidence, he kind of takes a, a poll. And, and we are in the political season. Well, we should be. Uh, and we are in the a election year. And you hear all the time about polls. I have never taken a poll where it asks me something about who I'm voting for. But somehow polls just kind of take over uh, the media when it's a presidential election year. But I do know that depending on the poll, the sample size is incredibly small sometimes. You would think like a poll would be thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people, and that's not. Sometimes it could be a 100 people, and they will say, based on those 100 people, these are who we think is going to win a presidential election. It's kind of a little bit ridiculous, really, when you think about it. But... They tend to, when you when you do a lot of them and put them together, that's when you can really start seeing some patterns. And while this is on a much smaller scale than a presidential election, it is still for an award. And I think this is going to be one that everybody is going to be watching for some reason. We always will know, or we always want to know, 
you know, the Hart Trophy. Um, that seems to be the big one. But I just feel like there's a buzz flying around the Calder than there is usually. And he, uh, Dater does have a vote. I don't think it's any, he doesn't reveal his vote, but let's get real. I'm sure we all know who he voted for, but he did ask several other voters. And I wonder how much this goes on of voters asking voters who they voted for and how many of them actually give it up on who they voted for. And he did ask several others and he said every single one of them picked Makar over Quinn Hughes. And um, he also says Pierre Lebrun of TSN pulled some hockey people. And he said the, that uh, Lebrun pulled 11 people. 10 of those people picked Kale McCarr. So what does that tell you? Again, small sample size, but put those two together. So you have him asking several, and I don't know what several is. Several is anything other over three. So it could be four people. Every single one of them chose McCarr. And Pierre Lebrun asked 11 people. 10 people picked Hughes. Now, are you just hitting it right on the people who you're asking voting for Kale McCarr? It's very possible. Do you think this voting is still going to be close? Yeah, I think I, I don't think it's going to be like a 51-49 thing. I think McCarr will win handily uh and i don't think it's going to be be super super close but i do think in the end mccarr will win handily um and and he'll be next in line of of a great this will be a foursome between between uh drury landeskog mckinnon and then mccarr if he can win it between all uh avalanche players who have won this award so uh is that something because I feel like when time like time has passed like it has, that's when like these other names start to creep in. And I've seen other names outside of Makara and Quinn Hughes that for some unknown reason are now sneaking into the conversation. It's like, where did this come from? But this is what happens when there's nothing else to do. When there's nothing else going on, guys from uh, another team that have a rookie write a story because the well is pretty dry and it gets some traction. But I think in the end, uh, right at the writers really will kind of maybe, you know, put the calm hat on and it will be between McCarr and Hughes. And I think McCarr's going to take it. I, I, obviously, you know, you can call me biased if you want, but I think he deserves it just like I think Nathan McKinnon deserves the heart. But I don't believe Nathan McKinnon will win the heart. So, uh, but I do believe that Kale McCarr will. So take that for what it's worth. If you think small sample size polling is anything, if it means anything, you got two of them right there that leaned heavily in the Kale McCarr side. And we'll see how it ends up. But before we get to our fun little game that we're about to have over the next few days, Built Bar, been talking about it for a while now. If you like energy bars, protein bars, 
and you want one that is just so much better tasting and so much better for you in general, you got to go to builtbar.com and like we have been doing, enter the promo code locked on and you will get 10% off your order. But more than that right now, uh, Built Bar is actually running a promo where if you order four boxes or more, you will get 50% off your entire order. So do that right now. Go over to builtbar.com and you're the promo code locked on or get four boxes for 50% off. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And the last thing we want to get to is a neat little thing that we're going to do. We are going to pick the Locked On Avalanche podcast favorite player. Everybody has a favorite player. Why can't a show have a favorite player? And I don't want to pick the normal guys. We're not going for Nathan McKinnon or McCarr or Gabe Landeskog or Miko Rantanen. We're not doing that. We're going, as I put it up on... Twitter, we're going after the supporting cast guys, the guys that like put in the time, put in the work, need that backing, need need a fan base day in and day out to support them. They can do no wrong. You know how like Nathan McKinnon can do no wrong in the eyes of the Avalanche fans. We need that. We need to have a player that we can lift up each and every day and just gush over. So how we're going to do this is in NCAA-style bracket form. I was kind of going back and forth on how many players to include in this. And in the end, I think I just wanted I wanted it to be cool to have a couple guys have a bye. So I ended up with six instead of eight. And I ranked them. And if you disagree with the rankings, I'm sorry. I don't really – I couldn't think of a better way to do it. But – so it's going to be number one seed and number two seed have buys, four against five, three against six, and we'll go from there. And every day I'll put up a different matchup, and when it's all said, I'm going to put these up on uh, Twitter. Twitter, I can do a poll. On Instagram, I can't, so I'm just going to have to have people comment on who they want for that particular day. Uh, if I get any emails on it, if you want to send an email, it'd be a lot easier just to click or write something on Instagram. But if you want to send an email, send an email in, and I will tally everything up. And in the end, we will have a player who is the LOA favorite player. And that's our guy, day in and day out. We will support them, everything that they do on the ice, off the ice, no matter what they're doing in life, 
there, there are our person that we raise up and say, he's our man. So here are the rankings for first round buys and the number one seed Tyson Jost. I think he is, I put him number one because I feel like he could run away with this thing uh, because he is a guy that so many Avalanche fans really like and they want to see him do well. And we've seen glimpses of it. And uh, I think if he got the LOA bump, I think that's all he would really need to succeed in the NHL and have a stellar career, right? So it makes all the sense in the world why he would be number one seed. Number two is Sam Girard. Um, I think, you know, he's, he's a fan favorite, but I think with the onset of Kale McCarr, I think maybe he's got lost in the mix a little bit. Um, and then with them drafting Byram, uh, they just have a gluttony of riches on the defensive end. Uh, if I did this last year, I don't think Sam Gerard would be in here. I think he, he was kind of, uh, like I said, he's a fan favorite and he still is, but I think he's fallen off a little bit, uh, in terms of people kind of like in love with him, like they are with like Makar. So he's the number two seed. So there's your buys with Tyson Jost and Sam Gerard. So Jost is number one. He will face the winner of number four, Matt Calvert. And number five, Jonas Donskoy. And uh, that will be the one that's up for voting because, well, it'll be up right now by the time you're listening to this. That will be the first one to be voted on on Wednesday between number four, Matt Calvert, and number five, Jonas Jonas Donskoy. Maybe a little bit sacrilegious to have an enemy like Donskoy, a one-time enemy playing for the San Jose Sharks, but I've turned out to absolutely love this guy. And if I had a say, if I just wasn't doing this and I just picked someone out of a hat, well, not someone out of a hat. If I just picked someone to say, I'm going to anoint him the LOA fan favorite, I would go with Donskoy. I'm not trying to sway anybody voting, but um, I've just really turned to really love how this guy plays and his attitude. He just seems like a fun-loving guy, so... Go to uh, Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, or Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche, and you can vote on that right now. The other first round matchup is between number three, Val Nechuskin, and six, Matt Nieto. And you have to, almost have to put Nechuskin in there. And he's a three, so he just missed out at a bye. Maybe had that uh, late, late game in the season loss. That kind of knocked him down to number three. But, uh, yeah, I think he he kind of is deserving of this to be in there, and so is Matt Nieto, I think. So we'll see. And, obviously, Sam Girard would uh, face the winner of that one. So Nachuskin and Nieto will be up on uh, Twitter and Instagram tomorrow. And then we'll be down to the final four and then the final two. And then we have a favorite player. And we'll see what we do with this from here on out. Obviously, I think what I might do is do a uh, once a week, just kind of do an update on just that guy. Uh, after games are over, we'll obviously kind of maybe break down how they played. Uh, but we'll kind of have some fun with it. Maybe get some T-shirts made or something like that. And maybe come up with a catchy catchphrase, which I'm open to, to whoever wins this thing. So. But yeah, go to uh, Twitter and Instagram, vote right now, vote every day, and then next week we'll we'll crown a, a show favorite player. 
And maybe if we're lucky enough, he'll come on the show. We'll see. That's going to be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. And, uh, yeah, anything you want to send me, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com or follow on Twitter or Instagram, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, LockedOnAvalanche on Instagram. We'll see you guys Friday. Stay safe. And here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.